but today it is VE Day. The boys the over crowned queen waves from the belt. Eagle has landed. Apollo 11 has landed. tearing down the Berlin Wall. Since 1929, the Monks Investment Trust's mission has been to help investors grow their wealth. We aim to do this today by taking a three-dimensional approach to growth. Cyclical growth, rapid growth, and steady growth. The World Wide Web. Wall Street is in turmoil as stocks crash. The Monks Investment Trust, managed by Bailey Gifford. Capital at risk. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Advice Show. I'm Zach, a reporter at New Model Advisor. I'm joined by data reporter Alicia Hagopian. And today we're talking about alternative routes into financial planning and how we can improve financial education. Alicia and I are joined by Amelia Davidson-Slack, advisor at Premier Wealth Solutions, and Nick Powell, Relationship Manager at Premier Wealth Solutions. Um, thanks, guys, so much for joining us. I'd like to start by, uh, Nick, if you would, how we, how you got into financial planning. Um, you know, you had a career that spanned Manchester United, various football clubs. Not every planner can say they've started in the Champions League. I wanted to see how you've got into the profession and what you would advise other sports people in terms of financial planning. Uh, probably goes back to then when I was... Around 16, I uh, was very conscious about money. I knew I was going to become a footballer um, in some sort of capacity. Uh, so early on, I was very conscious about afterlife. I don't know why. I think it was stemmed from my uh, family being very conscious about money. Having uh, four kids, they had to obviously be on a budget. Um, and living through that, I think that's just stuck in my, my mind and... When I knew I was about to obviously start getting paid in when I got my move at 18, uh, getting paid quite nice, um, it just stayed with me. So I'd probably say that was the fundamental part of it. Uh, around 23, 24, when I finally gave up and spoke to Amelia's mum about uh, financial planning for myself, um, it sort of snowballed onto there, so obviously uh, we're we're married and obviously having kids together sort of pushed that sort of sense onto it. Um, and then watching Amelia go into it was more of why I went into it. Uh, and like I said, being in the industry, it was like a no-brainer for me. If I can help other people sort of map their lives within football and then for afterlife um or after career rather uh yeah um that's that's the main reason and so probably what 28 28 i did 28 i started doing my exams very slow burner because uh i i do have to concentrate on football now and then um but no that's that's my background and main reason for it i was just very conscious about money caveat to that that was light-hearted and it takes football very seriously <laughs> i'm not being um, killed for this with the with tweets after saying that oh he shapes it half half i'm doing his claims there i'm like his lawyer <laughs> that is fair enough um i'm sure you take both things very seriously and i i'm sure we'll have a lot more questions on the football and sports side in a minute but amelia i actually just wanted to ask so when we covered Premier Wealth Solutions and CityWire, um, you said that your mother set up the firm. So I'd be interested in knowing because if if Nick, you sort of saw that from Amelia's side and were inspired by that. Amelia, why why financial planning specifically for you? I think that's a really interesting question because it's 
the transitional, you know, I, I was around somebody in the industry. Um, the more I talk to people that are within financial services, they fall into the profession. Um, and I do have a lot of people that reach out to me and say, how do I get into it? You know, what do I need to do? What's the expectation? Um, I was on a, a talk yesterday with Spring Parge and how, what do you even need? What qualifications do I need to do a degree in this or not? So um, I think we need to work harder as an industry, just opening up that gateway and creating some really entry level understanding of the role. You need to pick something that you can bring to the table beyond 35 because um, you're not just walking a dog every day. So start studying. <laughs> that's that's really interesting, Amelia. I mean, you know, you said that um, something quite interesting I'd like to pick up on there as well in terms of um, a short-term sports career and sort of being aware of your options after that. Um, so I just want to ask both of you, just with your experience of catering for that niche and your experience of talking to sports people, um, you know, how short that career is and whether there's enough awareness of, you know, your financial stability in those arenas. There's there's not enough awareness at all. We we bang our heads together about it every single day, don't we? Um, I think we left the, um, the other day. Sports people normally get around 30 and then go, oh no, my career's coming to an end. I need to start planning. But we're saying to them when they're 18, 19, 20, because that's when obviously we thought about it. And you sort of go, no, 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 if you do it now, you can do it as lightly as, as much as you'd like. Do you know what I mean? You can be... It doesn't have to be aggressive. Yeah, you can be involved in it if you want, or you can just, do you know what I mean? We'll try to sort it out, or as in the... Premier Wells. No, not Premier I mean, like, as a financial planner across the, broad, across the board. Like, that's where you sort of need to go down. And they just, in my experience, a lot of sports people just go, ah, I've got time. There's there's enough time in my career to sort of, or I'll make enough money that I won't need to think about that. And it's just not the case. There's that point zero 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 one to set up footballers as a sports people that can do that. They can be, yeah, like lazy with that. And I don't mean that derogatory, but you're naive to think, one, you know when your finish line is going to be. This is something I talk about a lot. That 35 had had pre uh, previously been linked to pensions for being able to access them early for uh, professional sports players. Um, and even like our mortgages are linked to 35. So it started making me think, where is this 35 number coming from? You know? What, where are the stats to support saying that players will ever reach that? And just from our personal experience, you have so little control over what the income's going to be in your career. And even though you talk about good money, that's potentially good money for a contract or two contracts, but out of maybe six or seven in your working career. So you've got the financial instability of knowing which paycheck you're going to get at what point physical clubs to it there's just so many moving parts that i think players without being really directed you're naive to think that actually you have control the best thing you can do is go in armored and think i started this early at least i did something and if it all goes up oh i can't yeah say. yeah yeah we won't go that one I know. Yes, we know you know that one. If, if it, yeah, exactly. If it's all done and dusted, 
it just takes off that pressure. Um, so it's interesting. There's so many different things that I think influence why people don't act. The people around them, maybe an element of naivety, maybe an element of miseducation about us as professionals, about what financial stability is or just managing money. Um, yeah, I think that all plays a part. It's a niche area sports people, right? So for a lot of our listeners, um, a lot of the general public as well, one of the wider public, it's it's a completely different world and it's a different mindset. Like you said, Nick, you know, for a lot of a lot of people, you, uh, a lot of general public, it's 18, 19, you start to think, right, how about my financial stability, those careers, whereas sports people, it's a lot more mapped out for that short period of time, right? I wanted to ask you when you personally felt like you needed to um, needed to look after look after your financial stability after your career. When did that sort of penny drop, really? Um, oh, I, like I said before, I'm, I'm, I was quite early on in my career where I thought I want to find a lot. I'm gonna, I want a family. I want kids. I want a nice house. I want enough money in the bank to solve how that get to 55 because that's my uh retirement age um even though you retire at 35 you don't get your pension so 55 in sports so like you have to outlast that 20 years um so for me it was 16 17 18 even though i was when i was in such little wage uh, as my scholar i knew i wanted to save money for that just Family really was the biggest thing I want to say. So you thought that was quite rare uh, for. Well, I, I know that's quite rare. Yeah, yeah. that's what um, Amelia's learned uh, after being in the industry is that people just don't think about that until it comes. And people don't have kids until after 30. So imagine trying to tell a sports person, well, your career's dwindling in the next couple of years and you're going to start a family, which is very expensive, by the way. Um, how are you going to keep that money going or how have you got enough money? And that's the scariest thing is I don't want people in sports to get to 30 and go, oh no, where do I start now? Because you're coming to the latter stage in your career. Your money's only really going to go down from then. Um, unless you're happy to go and do, let's just say a normal job for now, is that going to be good enough to help you have the the life you want after 35. But then from your perspective, both of you are, your clients are sort of people around football, right? <clears throat> so footballers and their families, is that correct? A bit of a mix, yeah. So uh, Premier World Solutions predominantly is um, business owners, families, um, women, because we're quite a female firm other than it's quite feminine. So, um, but yeah, so... I mean, a, gen, a, a a typical financial planning firm, really. And then the subsidiary business is Premier Wealth Sports Solutions, where me and Nick spell quite uh, like a purposefulness for us to try and help. We have such um, an understanding of the demographic and like the people. We're both in our 20s with wealth, and it's quite unique that we've lived that journey. So um, it's a mix, really. But yeah. That side for business as So then on that side, that is the sort of sports professional side. I guess if we're talking about the financial planning side of it, now you're sort of on the other end where you've been looking at your finances and you're helping other people with their finances. 
what are actually the differences and how do you plan for a career that ends at such a young age? Like, what does that look like? Are you planning for sort of setting up investments that will last you the next 25 years or are you planning to go into other careers? Like, how does that look? Depends on the people, really, if they want to have another career. Because like I said, a lot of sport people sort of don't really know that till they have to deal with that. That's where our plan, I would say our planning comes in because, I mean, let's just start with the building blocks. Like, how stable is are you right now? You know, you've got debt or you've got loads of car loans or your children have private education. Have you got any savings? You know, if life throws you a curveball, what is that underlying stability? Because I can't build something forward if we haven't got the basic principles right. Um, and then it's it's just an exercise. It's an exercise of getting to know them, getting to know what they want to achieve, and actually working that backwards. Um, the difference is, like you said, the time horizon that we all know t- the time in in the markets, timing in terms of planning, that is central to a plan doing better. Can I even say that without compliance killing me? But, um, but you, you kind of understand where I'm going with that. We, we need that duration of time. And sometimes footballers come and it, it is later on in that career and they just don't have that. So then you're looking at, okay, well, we need to achieve growth because we've got split retirement. You've got this 35 till, I mean, 55, 57, wherever legislation is for that pension age. And then you've got beyond that. So um, it's very subjective to what they've got, what they want to achieve, how realistic their expectations is. Like Nick said, some don't want to work. I I put it into our cash flow modeling software and they see 25 years of red and I go, well, okay, don't work. But yeah, but uh, are you happy just buying a loaf of bread a week? Because I don't know what kind of lifestyle that's going to afford you. Um. And that's the, that's the key, isn't it? The sooner we can bring that reality to them and say, I'm, I'm not the bearer of bad news, but I, I'm going to try and help paint a picture of what will happen or what could happen. Um, that's the incentive planning then, isn't it? Because we're so blinkered. Everyone is so blinkered that we become frivolous and it's easy to indulge. And, oh, yeah, I talk about the magpie effect. Oh, yeah, I'll have that new car. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, kids want that. And then you go, that compounds and that will impact what you can actually afford going forward. Yeah, I just want to speak about um, the importance of financial education for a moment um, and, and and the state of that in, in the UK generally as well. Um, for, you know, of course, so many people who need a financial advisor. I wonder what your thoughts were on how educated people are generally on their finances. Because, of course, without thinking about, you know, what you're, finances look like after a short career you're also much more susceptible to fraud and things like that i just think it's like you say in the whole uh uk i don't think it's very well educated i think taken away from sports people even my friends growing up you don't really learn it in school you come out you go uni or whatever or you go straight into a job and then you start getting paid and you go right that's fine that and then you learn about it and for normal people it's easier not easier you just have to deal with it. So you will learn about it earlier. Whereas, and I imagine we were going to get into this anyway, but within football, 
you either have an agent or someone else that will come in and go, oh, I'll deal with you, don't have to worry about that. And then go, oh, perfect, I'll come share football. And you could turn 35 and they go, right, you need to pay this bill. And they go, well, how do I do that? Where's where's my agent or where's that guy that did it 15 years ago? And they go, no, 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 we're not going to hold your hand until you're 55. And we go, well, I'm 35 now and I have no idea what I'm doing. So I think that's the problem with it. It's just And that's what we would like to do. We, we've always spoke about doing an educational piece, going into clubs for the youth team, which is between like 16 and 18. And you try about something, we would dumb it down a little bit so they will understand or they will be intrigued enough to sort of go, I might have to learn that. Um, and we've always spoke about doing that. It's just obviously getting your, your foot in the door, really. Um, we, we have probably around 10 clubs that have said we can go do it. We need the time between us, um, but we'd like to do the whole night too, really, within the league. <laughs> uh, Ambitious one, but it is, yeah, 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 no fair play. But it, but it is within obviously having the time to stick together to do within the the connections to get into the clubs. But that would be a big thing for us is yeah, to, to sort of push that between uh, the youth team and first team. I think generally, um, lots of I get lots of people coming and speaking to me and just asking me, you know, like friends and peers, people that are in their twenties that are on that really early pathway and are consciously realizing they need to make some financial choices uh, and and just as a, a kind of thought process a lot of people rush to be in the market because even I do it a lot of the education there is time in the markets not time in the market sit and hold be patient be disciplined yeah. um and forget that they've got debt and forget that fundamentally that debt should really be focal in your plan. Um, any debt, mortgages, credit cards, you know, it's just a waste of time if you've not got the capacity to repay that. I think that you've really hit the nail on the head because I think that, you know, there's all of us, even even sort of the younger journalists at CityWire, I mean, we were lacking in financial education in schools and universities. And a lot of our education has been here, you know, on the job, speaking to people, which has been really great. Um, but I think that, you know, for alternative careers, like whether that's sports or the creative arts or self-employed professions, I think that there's no point at which you even have a sort of boss or HR manager telling you, well, actually, we're going to put money aside in your pension like this, or you should be saving this much. Or, for example, a workplace session just saying, you know, partnering with Hargreaves Lansdowne, here's how the basics of savings. And if you've not really got that sort of traditional workplace, you don't even get that, which is in itself not really enough. So I think that definitely what you were talking about, the outreach into football clubs sounds like a really, really good idea and a really important point because I can't really imagine a situation in which you have sort of 18, 19 year olds receiving a multi-million pound contract without a financial advisor or a wealth manager at the same time immediately walking them through that. So I think that that's a really a bit of a loss and it's a bit shocking to me that that you know, hasn't changed until now. I, think I, it's a multitude, sorry, I, I was just going to say it's a multitude of professions that you know, even when I've been speaking to tax specialists within the sport world and the implications of contracts and they were saying the other day, 
Um, uh, even things such as, you know, the player's been, a chef has been provided for the player because they're unable to come or new to the country or whatever. Uh, like that's a benefit in kind and there's a tax consequence. And it's that education, you know, there should be a really collaborative team there. Presumably, it's not just that you don't receive that education, but it's also that you've got various competing influences in your life as well, right? Different agents, different people within clubs, different... It, it's all it's all quite confusing, I can imagine. I think trust is a big thing, isn't it? Um, especially picking an agent who will do the whole journey with you if you obviously decide him to, but he's a massive figure in a footballer's career. Uh, financially and obviously career-wise um, and I, like go back to the whole trust with financial advice I didn't even trust my mother-in-law but we, we were obviously dating for years and I still didn't have the trust in Jackie because I was as as a 22 year old I'm thinking well the financial advice just wants to take my money yeah that's exactly I, I don't I don't understand what you're doing so why would I give you thousands of pounds to not see a return and she's going no well you, you will it's just you've got to take time and all. i'm going no 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 i want if i'm giving you so much money i want it back now and i want a return on it it doesn't doesn't work yeah it's like quick win mentality isn't it you know and i'd go well i'd just keep it in the bank then and i'll just watch it grow and she's going yeah but that's not always the best thing and i'm going well in my head it is yeah it, it is a really hard one i i will always defend the players um in the sense that they are institutionalized and they are not encouraged to have independence and mature in a mainstream way um, in terms of like opening bank accounts, going and speaking to a lawyer themselves. And with financial planning, because if now, Nick, you're sort of looking into the exams and things like that, how does that work? Is it, is, is it is a very good, flexible career? Is it something that you would encourage other people to sort of look into that have had a similar career path to you? Or do you think it's sort of something that's a bit more challenging and you wouldn't have been able to take up if it wasn't for this sort of exposure that you had? What do you think? We have a lot of downtime, whether it be travelling into an away game and you have hours in a hotel or you can get we get home obviously early than nine to five jobs. So you do have a lot more time sort of if you want to go down another avenue. Um, so I wouldn't say... The timing is a problem. It's just a dedication, but it's if you want to or not. Like I, I did my first exam in August, July, July, yeah. and that was my first exam since sixteen. So I'm twenty nine now. So I haven't done an exam in eighteen years. Whereas everyone else would have to do that to get qualifications. That was a massive hurdle. Just it, like he. He was very grumpy when he came home. Like, why have you made me do that? It was horrible. I sweat the whole way through it. I don't even... I was looking at the towel. I was like, oh, goodness. Wow. So even that just mental... That was a massive... I don't think you appreciate how non-mainstream their life is. Um, it was your driving test you lost exam, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so, so, so 12 years ago. So, yeah, yeah. my last test. I don't do very well in test situations. <laughs> You've been listening to The Advice Show with myself and data reporter Alicia Hagopian. Today, we were joined by Amelia Davidson-Slack and Nick Powell. For any questions, please feel free to tweet us at New Model Advisor or email us at animateteam at citywire.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.
Since 1929, the Monks Investment Trust's mission has been to help investors grow their wealth. We aim to do this today by taking a three-dimensional approach to growth. Cyclical growth, rapid growth, and steady growth. The World Wide Web. Wall Street is in turmoil as stocks crash. The Monks Investment Trust, managed by Bailey Gifford. Capital at risk.